Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. How's it going, everybody? This is episode 25, 25 of 20. Pop Culture Crisis. I am here today with my co-host, my fellow, uh, my fellow 25 episode comrade. E. What is your name, young lady? Miracle Sam. Nice to meet you. How are you doing today, Miracle? I'm great. What about you? Uh, I'm doing really good. Uh, I, I didn't feel ready. I never feel ready when we're, when we're recording these. I always feel like it's uh, this weird um, mm-hmm. first day at school type thing but what brought me a lot of joy today was your beanie oh yeah um it, it does it does I, look I, like <laughs> i said it, it looks like a condom it's exploding <laughs> out the top of the frame <laughs> yeah. and i was like you know what we're leaving it we're just gonna we're just gonna let the beanie do that because it's making me laugh uh i have a weird shape head <laughs> i'm just gonna say that now like uh, i can't wear beanies like this because they always pop off i have a question for you have you ever yeah. seen the movie Coneheads? yeah you have yeah it looks like Coneheads. Have you seen American Horror Story, the freak show? I have not. Okay, so they have Coneheads and they're... Um, Are they amazing? No, they're kind of like... They're kind of annoying. Basically, like they always follow like... Um, what's her face? She's always like the villain... Like, she's the older woman. I forgot what her name is. Major Riveting stuff. She's an amazing <laughs> um, actress, but basically they always follow her around. And she she always has, like, that small Indian lady, the one that's, like, the world's smallest woman. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, and she's like, you're such a good girl. I, I've never and seen... And it's, like, the creepiest thing because, like, it looks like she's a walking doll. So the... Oh, what's that called? Uncanny Valley? Kind of. Yeah, that's that's a thing, right? Uncanny Valley. I think so, it's yeah. It's a term. Wait, is Freak Show still relevant I, to this day? I, I have no idea. I mean, when, once a show gets past, like, five to seven seasons, a lot of people check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very hard. Uh, even The Walking Dead has a hard no, time. No, I meant the real Freak Show, like, oh. real-life Freak Show. Oh, I don't think that's culturally relevant anymore. I, I don't think you're allowed to say that. Oh, really? Probably not. Oh, okay, because I remember I was watching a documentary about it. They were, like, looking for a bunch of people. It's probably politically incorrect to say such things now. Mm-hmm. Anyways. It's just people with defaults. N- defaults? That's not the word for that. <laughs> Default is like when when you get when Internet Explorer screws you over and puts <laughs> itself as your browser on the internet. That is a default. What you're My talking bad. about is something completely different. My bad. I can't use words. They're right just now. people. They're just, They're people. just people. They're just people. Uh, yes, those terms. In fact, I watched an episode of Murdoch Mysteries the other day from mm-hmm. season three, where they have like a traveling circus, like a Ringling Brothers circus mm-hmm. there. And I was just thinking about how n- so much of this probably wouldn't be allowed to be made 
today. Well, they did it because, like, they wanted to see something interesting. That's what the history of it is. They wanted to see something interesting, and they were paying the... Some of them weren't even paying the, these, like, um, quote-unquote freaks. Like, either they were kidnapped or they're just exploiting them. Yep, a lot of exploitation there. Mm-hmm. Um, today, we've got a bunch of different stuff to talk about. I Yeah. Not a slow news day, but the, there's one big one here that, of course, is going to piss me off, as you can imagine, uh, relating to DCE, to the DCEU, mm-hmm. uh, Batman and Superman related. Then there's also the Peacemaker trailer, which is the opposite of pissing me off. It's actually mm-hmm. making me it's quite really happy. It's really interesting. Um, finally, a commercial that I actually like of John Cena. Yes. Uh, and then we're going to talk about Sony uh, mm-hmm. and how it's probably true that they don't really need Marvel anymore. Mm-hmm. We are going to talk about this possible... like this edit or not uh, edit this almost uh, event that would have happened in the new James Bond movie or in, in the movie Spectre that really would have pissed me off as well mm-hmm. and then we are going to talk about Anth- uh, Anth- Anthony Antonio Brown and the ridiculous uh, well it uh, is Anthony in English Antonio Brown and what happened yesterday so mm-hmm. uh, a lot of uh, a lot of pop culture news here there was some other stuff I wanted to talk about but we're not going to get into I would have loved to have covered Pat Oswald and, mm-hmm. and uh, Dave Chappelle but I'm just not going to get into it yeah uh, there's there's so much more there than what I want to be. Than There's still what we Betty can. White news. Like people are still like saying like their goodbyes to her. Yeah. There was other stuff. There was, uh, I, that's the thing. There's always, there's like so many topics that like you can't quite like, mm-hmm. just don't feel like there's enough there. Did There was a funny, I, I think it was a fake video the other mm-hmm. day. Of uh, after Kanye bought the house across from Kim Kardashian, yeah. there's a video of a guy in like a fake shrub. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like Kanye was outside in a fake shrub. I don't think that was actually him. I, mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I didn't go look into it, but I'm guessing that Kanye wasn't in a fake shrub uh, mm-hmm. spying on Kim Kardashian. No, and Pete I sent Davidson. you the. Um I sent you the article. He's dating somebody new. I saw that Julia Fox, mm-hmm. uh, an actress. So good for him. Yeah. Get back. Really get back uh, on that horse, Kanye. Yeah. Get away from Kimberly. It's, yeah. Exactly. Let leave Pete Davidson to his devices and mm-hmm. uh, and leave Kim alone. I guess for now and mm-hmm. uh, go on, go on with your bad self. Yeah. <laughs> Earlier when you said like you had like. Uh, first day of school anxiety I was like here hug the tiger I'm not gonna hug the tiger anxiety tiger I don't need an anxiety tiger anxiety this happens tiger. The, this, this happens every day I mean it's uh, I, I, going live or not even live but mm-hmm. recording these it's just uh, you never know how one of these segments is gonna go or how it's gonna go so mm-hmm. I always have a, a little bit of uh, anxiety when we're recording this but I say to assuage and get rid of that anxiety mm-hmm. we just get into the first topic today how about that yeah okay boom like just like that it's beautiful. I just, Graceful. I just, oh, that was good. Uh, I just hit the button and and we're good. We're going. We're going to talk about this horrible idea that DC might be having. Now, this is a rumor. Uh, so I'm going to preface that, that this is a rumor. Rumor so we has it. We don't know if this is 110% true, mm-hmm. uh, but it's perfectly in line with what's, <gasps> thank you for, Sorry. yes, no, for <clears throat> cuffing away from the mic. Oh. We've got to get better at that, me and you. Um, it's perfectly in line with like what DC would be doing right now with the way they're ruining the comic books mm-hmm. and just how uh, it really does seem like they're failing on every level uh, horribly. So it says, uh, Scooper, Grace Randolph. Grace Randolph is a, a popular YouTuber. 
I believe she works for Brewster Teeth. Uh, uh, Grace Randolph claims that the Flash will erase Ben Affleck's Batman and Henry Cavill's Superman from the DCEU. And that's not even the worst of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it says, the Flash is going to reset the DC extended multiverse uh, by moving f- uh, from the Snyderverse. This is the latest... Up- uh, wait, by moving f- on from the Snyderverse. This is the latest update coming from YouTube's comic book film scoop purveyor Grace Randolph. Uh, she claims, as many suspect, that the upcoming films will be Ben Affleck's last go-around as Batman, and Henry Cavill was, will appear as Superman, but in reused footage as uh, footage seen on a TV. So, like, he'll be in, like, the... Bat- it'll be somebody on a camera, you know, being mm-hmm. filmed watching him uh, on TV. Uh, I'm always watching him, apparently. Yeah, so it says... Uh, she claims that, as many suspect, uh, quote, as I've told you with the update, she tweeted, the Flash is Batflex's last appearance. Old footage of Cavill is used on TV. She added that the new Justice League will f- be formed. Sasha Calais, Supergirl, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Mm-hmm. Calais looks correct to me. Uh, Supergirl will replace Cavill's Superman in an unexpected twist. The Tim Burton-verse Batman is said to be working with Black Canary, played by Journey Smollett. Uh, to re- recruit Batgirl, played by Leslie Grace, as, as his successor. Uh, Grace clarifies that the Keaton, Black Canary, Batgirl stuff obviously happens in Batgirl's movie. This doubles down on a scoop Randolph shared on New Year's Eve, which alleges that Journey Smollett will reprise Black Canary in uh, Black Canary, Black Canary, Black Canary in the HBO Max Batgirl film uh, before spinning off into her announced solo adventure. So that sucks because they're making her movie. That's the one that we talked about. That's going to be like a HBO Max only movie, mm-hmm. which says to me that they have like no confidence in that property if mm-hmm. they're not even going to give it a theatrical release like if you're going to put it on HBO Max at least give it like eight episodes and give her time to flesh out the character yeah I don't know but you, also you're one of the people that likes Black Canary though aren't you like uh, kind uh, of uh, like I just I don't know I just don't really like Green Arrow so I don't really care about it's like, not really your cup yeah. of tea. No. yeah unless it's like um, what's her name the one that does magic Satana, I like Satana a lot. Yep. Did you see the? <clears throat> I think they did like a. She was appeared in like the Constantine mm-hmm. uh, animation. Yep, uh, she was in the animation, and also she was in um, Legends of Tomorrow. Yes. a little bit. Okay, so it I, must have been one of the later Legends mm-hmm. seasons that yeah. I missed. And also she was in Young Justice and also Justice League. Yep. What do you like about her? I just like that she's very confident with herself because like a lot of her outfits are very risque. <laughs> And I like that. That's like old school comic books. Leave it alone. People were talking about how, uh, what's it called? Uh, they're like, the outfits are never practical. They would never go to war and stuff like this. And I'm like, pro wrestling entered the chat. Have you ever seen the stuff yeah. women wear in pro wrestling? Exactly. It's hilarious. Like they're, they're all uh, very, they all dress in a ridiculous way. And the men mm. dress in a ridiculous way too. It's all ridiculous. It's not yeah. real life. It's, uh, it's cartoons, it's animation, fantasy. and it's a fantasy. <laughs> and whether they want to admit it or not, Men should look ma- masculine and women should look feminine and beautiful and men should look handsome. Whether they, it, well, Harry Styles says otherwise. Men can look uh, masculine with a boa on. With a what on? A boa. I don't even know what a boa is. The feather scarf. Okay, I I mean That's, scarves can be fine. Feathered sounds not my cup no, of tea. No, it's the it's the famous pink feather scarf it's called a boa that's not masculine sorry oh sorry Uh, sorry hairstyles trust me as someone who is uh uh not going to claim that he knows everything about uh all of these things i know for a fact that uh when people go to see these movies people don't go to see um 
like less than masculine super male superheroes. Like uh, Barry Allen might be the limit of that, right? Come like, on, Barry. Doesn't I- that seem like what they're doing here? Mm-hmm. They're getting rid of the the alpha male type characters like Superman and Batman, mm-hmm. and they're going to add like so. What uh, the ma- the men of the DCEU will be represented by the Flash, who is admittedly not you know the most alpha male person in the world, other than the fact that he's a superhero. Kind of, yeah. qu- you know, Batman is uh, Batman is a lot of things, but he's not quirky. He's not quirky, and like the Flash, I think he's okay. And they're just replacing him with females. They're just going to oh be Batgirl, and they're going to do Supergirl. Oh my god! It would be funny if the leader of the DC universe is Jason Momoa, Aquaman. I well, yeah, that's that's, <laughs> a good, that's a good, they, <laughs> let's they, do it. Let's do it. Let's change the whole branding. That's interesting because I don't know. If, I mean, they don't mention him being rebooted. Because and then what do they do with Wonder Woman? Like what? Like the there's they're basically the idea here is that uh, a bunch of the stuff is getting deleted, right? Really? Uh, as disappointed as this is for the uh, for the restore the Steinerverse crowd, Randolph sees the bright side. Uh, I think her, her her boss means she sees the bright side because <laughs> uh, Rooster Teeth, I believe, if I remember correctly, is owned by Warner Media. <laughs> oh really? So uh, I just remembered the the people who made Ruby. Have you ever watched that series? Have watched what? Ruby. Mm-mm. It's like a Rooster Teeth animation. Dude, first season was really bad because they were trying to do 3D animation so bad. Like, I was cringing, but I heard later it was better. Oh, maybe. Yeah. So it says, remember Babs and Dinah have always been good friends in the comics. I think Leslie Grace and Journey Smollett-Bell will have very good chemistry, she said. And to have a superhero woman of color mentoring another could be very powerful, she continued. Uh, I I don't think people watching these movies care about Mm -hmm. that. A a select amount of people care about stuff like that. I I think most people just want to see awesome superheroes uh, on screen doing awesome stuff. One, like we've been watching, uh, I've been making you watch... uh, Superman and Lois with me. You know, well, yeah. Uh, and um, well, it's uh, I don't remember. Wally Parks uh, Park as Steel is freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. He's like super, super uh, confident and uh, super, super dedicated to what he's trying to do. He's trying to take out Superman, mm-hmm. and then he eventually joins sides with Superman. And it has nothing to do with superficial uh, identity politics or anything like that. He's just a really freaking good character, mm-hmm. and that's what people care about. People don't care your average audience. I'm not talking about people who are uh, the select uh, small group of people that are really into identity politics. Yeah, the average person just wants to see uh, a superhero of any race, creed, color. Or sexuality do really awesome stuff on camera mm-hmm. and beat up bad guys that's, exactly. that's what they want to see uh so i don't uh, i think like right here this is a more uh, this is her covering for like i don't think she's happy about this mm-hmm. I, I get the feeling that she more or less that she because she was a, a fairly big fan of of snyder's work if i remember correctly mm-hmm. says not everyone is on board with the pivot from dc films and randolph addressed that without wishing to delve into the negativity reacting to studio decisions it's absolutely no fun to cover all of these upcoming DC movies from a hateful perspective. It is not hateful mm-hmm. to to criticize choices that they're making. You're just criticizing their choices and what it's going to mean for, for first of all, their future revenue, mm-hmm. which is tied to their ability to make more of each one of these properties, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I, I disagree. I don't think that anything that we're saying right here is hateful. Uh, or anybody who has anything to, to say about this. Uh, and this is going, this is like making the rounds here. So it says, so she doesn't want to cover it from a hateful perspective. It's just too draining. Uh, I do agree with that part. When you do get super negative, it can be mm-hmm. super draining. But yeah. I don't think of what people are criticizing as, as hateful in any way, shape, or form. So yeah, give uh, just to give you uh, to give you my perspective. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be my best. I'm gonna try to soldier on. So it doesn't seem like she's very happy about it, mm-hmm. right? 
if accurate, the hard to swallow pill of these claims is that the Snyderverse is dead regarding less than po- re- regarding the less than positive spin put on the circumstances by Mikey Sutton of Geekosity. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they keep an ace in their back pocket though and work something out with Henry Cavill. Maybe they still have Henry Cavill. They still have Jason Momoa. They still have Gal Gadot. There's no reason they should be looking to reset everything and start over. They could. They're, they shouldn't. I, I disagree. I, I'm not saying they can't. That seems mm-hmm. to be what they're trying to do. They shouldn't. They have strong ingredients with strong characters. There's no reason to just scrap it all and, and go into a bunch of new stuff because modern day uh, identity politics and progressivism tells you that this is the way these things could go. I don't know if there's like marketing departments that are telling them that this is the way to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this has something to do with Warner being sold to Discovery, you know, uh, with Warner Media being in the middle of its uh, sale to D- Discovery Plus or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just don't understand why they would want. This is not new f- coming from DC though they have been uh famously extremely reactionary with everything they do meaning they get a good reaction to something and they announce five sequels and three uh spin-offs that never end up happening the yeah. uh, people say one negative thing about something and stuff gets canceled and nothing gets made so they're famously uh unable to stick to the script and actually have a plan because there's no Kevin Feige type character over there uh, pushing things forward and keeping things on track. Mm -hmm. As much as I criticize Marvel, they're at least very consistent with their vision. Yeah, for sure. So that part bothers me. I don't know. Um, Okay, here's one then. Uh, If you could see any character on the screen besides... I'm I'm talking any character. Not like the main... Yeah. How many? If you could add anyone to the... I'm not talking like the Justice League Trinity. I'm talking like if you could see any character uh, show up on screen uh, that's not mentioned in one of these, who would it be? I want them to remake Green Lantern. Okay. Well, you, that's amazing that they haven't pushed forward with mm-hmm. that, right? And which version? Um, I kind of want them to do... Because since they're doing like the multiverse, I want them to do um, Hank Green. Yeah. And then the other one, the... So Hank Green is the white one, right? Hal Jordan. Okay, Hal Jordan and then Hank Green. Yeah. I want them both in the same universe. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Because like um, Hal Jordan was first introduced by Ryan Reynolds and then in Justice League, the cartoon version, basically um, Hank Green was introduced. Yeah. And then they did a collaboration where Hal Jordan was there too. Yeah. So I think they can do it. And then like the new like DC girls, I watched it a little bit. Um, Batgirl is voiced by Tara Strong, even though I'm okay with her. I don't really like her that much, but it's really good. And they do have like multiple like characters that are the same superhero. Yeah. So like they have the female Green Lantern and the male Green Lantern at the same time. So I think um, I just really want them to push for like a new Green Lantern and maybe if they want to go this approach can you have jason momoa be the aquaman as the face of dc that'd be fun. that's what they should be doing i mm-hmm. I, I honestly think you're probably right about that jason momoa mm-hmm. uh and then uh, but what also what does this mean for um shazam uh well like, shazam is not like the main one the main one is so that's not the same timeline mm-hmm. as, as snyder cut as the, as the Snyder stuff Mm-mm. but like I'm just saying like comic book wise like if you want to pay attention what superhero should yeah, be yeah but they don't pay attention to that when they're making these movies very rarely like so I don't know I, I would rather see Shazam uh, Shazam. Wonder Woman mm-hmm. if if they're going to get rid of Batman and Superman which is stupid mm-hmm. um, that's Shazam that's the big ticket so. uh, yeah like uh, keep Henry Cavill there's no reason mm-hmm. with the with the star profile that Henry Cavill has right now with how beloved he is there's mm-hmm. no reason to be stepping away from him 
none none business wise that I can see, none comics wise, considering mm-hmm. how well loved that that version of the character is. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that this movie was uh, highly divisive, people love him as that character. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just like I'm kind of like ambivalent about this because like maybe it might so it angers me more than it angers you yeah because i'm like maybe it might turn out okay they're already calling it the dc the dc eu no no never mind i'm mad well no i'm saying uh, people that are angry are calling it that just like they're calling phase four of marvel the mcu so what can you do uh bring it to the ground uh, well it's just gonna like i said it's just gonna annoy me it's just going Mm -hmm. to like i don't think grace randolph comes off as if she's really happy about here and this is what's funny about it this is such a big deal that it actually made its way onto tmz Mm -hmm. so it says while marvel is having a ball in movie land there are grave concerns among the dc fan base especially amid rumors that their fave heroes are going to be nixed from the franchise here's the deal there's a handful of movie insiders claiming that a cut of the new flash movie starring ezra miller which just wrapped filming in october so they're going to use flashpoint to Mm -hmm. reset all this basically right uh that seems to be what they're talking about here Mm -hmm. and uh there was Let's see, I think I saw a thing that said Ezra Miller responds. No, uh, there there was an article somewhere that said Ezra Miller responds. So maybe we'll cover that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I just I, I think they're making a mistake here. Uh, I really do. Uh, mm. uh, I, I want to see, and that's sad too because I want to see DC do well. Like whenever we review something with Marvel, I'm like, oh, but I'm just so much more of a DC guy. And then they make these decisions and they're ruining the comics right now. Yeah, w- with everything going on with Superman and being in jail. Yeah. All that. Yeah. Uh, like, I told my friends about it, and they're like, I don't read the comic books, but what? Mm-hmm. And they're like, why would you do that to Superman? Like, mm-hmm. if I was a guy and, like, Superman dropped the soap, I'd be so afraid to approach him. <laughs> well, I don't think they know he's Superman. They're, I know. Yes. That's why I keep He's on, Clark Kent, not Superman. That's why I told them. I was like, dude, he's Clark Kent. He can't let anybody know that he's Superman. Yep. And they're like, so they let the security guard chase him? Uh I, I will give you one, uh, I'll concede in one area. We haven't seen any of these this version of Supergirl or Batgirl yet, so maybe they blow my mind and change my opinion. But have you seen, I highly doubt that. Have you seen Supergirl, the TV show? It's awful. Well, first season was okay. First season was done by CBS, which is why it's different than the oh. rest of it. Um, at least that's my opinion that it it falls right as soon as they went over to the CW it started to fall right in line with their uh, mm-hmm. you know well I thought the first season was good like I actually enjoyed it but then when they did the whole like um, was it like what was the timeline where they had the Flash and her like collaborate for a bit what do you mean uh, like was, Earth 19 or whatever yeah thank you yeah. Earth 19 yeah. um, basically they had the Flash and Supergirl like meet each other and I thought that was cute yeah I thought well, it was cute yeah, until it got was like messy one episode like, like yeah. and then yeah I just I wasn't a fan of that show mm-hmm. I I, I it blows my mind because I love those first two seasons of Arrow and mm-hmm. I even like season three and season five and then I, I after that it just got so bogged down with uh, political sensibilities that well I just like the actor who plays as um, Oliver oh yeah Stephen Amell's the uh, Stephen Amell's really good dude uh, his cousin's good too Robbie mm-hmm. uh, Robbie Amell uh, plays uh, st- well he played uh firestorm in mm-hmm. there before they recast him for yeah because uh, he had another project going on yeah i think it was for um my babysitter oh yeah it's called 
the babysitter okay. on Netflix where it's like the horror yeah. movie. And I think that him and him and uh, Stephen Amell and Robbie ended up doing something like called Code Eight or something on Netflix or oh, something really? like that. Uh, they they work together again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was uh, he was good as Firestorm. Mm-hmm. I loved I loved the first season of Flash too. But like yeah. I said, all those shows got progressively worse as they went on. Like they they really did. Uh, but that's but that's why I, I worry about Superman and Lois now, mm-hmm. or even Cobra Kai yesterday. Said so the more seasons these shows get, mm-hmm. the harder it is for them to keep. Uh, you know the real world out of their writing and that's mm-hmm. uh, that's the hard part for me well I like it how Superman does it perfectly because like he's trying to balance a life yep. as a superhero and a dad like they had an argument in like one whole episode like Lois Lane's dad who's a military man um, mm-hmm. what ranking is he uh, I think he's a general yeah so like he's like General Lane okay General Lane like he was like arguing with Lois and like no, he was arguing with um, Superman, Clark Kent, and he was like, you have a responsibility to to the world. Yep, and he, you're he's, putting, over, he's putting you in an impossible position, basically. Yeah, and you're over here trying to coach your kids in football. And Lois comes out of nowhere and says, stop! Stop trying to tell him what to do. You are never a good dad. Stop trying to like coach him how to be like a good dad. He's not telling him how to be a good dad. He's telling him to mm-hmm. be less of a dad in, in favor of the, mm-hmm. the public because he feels that he has a responsibility to the public. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, like impossible situations that Superman mm-hmm. has put into in that show that I love. Yeah, that I love it. have nothing to do with modern day sensibilities. Um, but I'm kind of excited for season two because mm-hmm. season one, you find out that Jordan, his son, which is the youngest twin, has superpowers. But I, I thought they were going to do it with Jonathan because... Are like, they younger? I, I have no idea if he's the same exact age or if he's younger. Like, no, like twins, usually yeah. like they're one minute. Or oh, okay. You mean like... Yeah. I, yeah, not like... I was like twins, younger? Okay, yes. So yeah, like there's slightly always... Slightly younger. Slightly younger yes. by minutes. That's okay. what I mean. They're, they always identify like that. But like, I thought they were going to do a different approach because like the first episode of Lois and Superman, like they had... Jordan, not Jordan. Jonathan beat the stronger one. Mm-hmm. Like he has. Well, he's also like he's just he's the golden boy. He's the golden boy, but it's like funny because like there's him throwing the football and he cuts the rope with yep. just a football. He's just really good at it. <laughs> he's just really good at it. Yeah, he's so. just really good. So. But I'm excited for season two to actually say something. Yep. And I'll tell you what, uh, for, for everything that I'm complaining about DC right now, uh, there's something that I want to say that, uh, for, you know, they may be doing something bad, but they're also doing something good. And I will yeah. I will call out the good and the bad. The good uh, is this trailer for Peacemaker. Yes. The Miracle was uh, not sold on the show. She has not yet uh, seen all of of, uh, the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad might have been my favorite movie from last year. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you what, this trailer is freaking awesome. Uh, if you guys get a chance, go online and just look up uh, the Peacemaker Red Band trailer. Uh, it's really, really good. You it can feels find it on the HBO Max. Yes, uh, and it feels very much. It feels very much like a like a James Gunn property, right? Mm-hmm. It, it feels very much like a James Gunn uh, 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 piece, which he wrote the entire show. He wrote mm-hmm. all eight episodes, as far as I know. So it says, a new trailer has arrived for the upcoming HBO Max and DC Comics series, The Peacemaker. Peacemaker will be a spinoff of the following titular character who was introduced into the DCEU in James Gunn's film, The Suicide Squad, which premiered in August 6th of 2021. Gunn also created the series, wrote the scripts for all eight episodes, and directed at least five of them. So he put a lot of work into this. Mm-hmm. And he's back at work for Gal- or for Guardians, I believe, right now Ooh. again, too. Yep, for Volume I'm 3. I'm so excited. I still need to watch the... Um Guardians movie for the Christmas special. I never saw that. Um, it should be on Disney Plus. Yeah. We can watch it later. It's not Christmas anymore. I'm not watching. Shh, it's, it's, Christmas. It's, it's Christmas. I don't care. It's Christmas. Nope. Nope. Sorry. 
it is Christmas. John, we still had decorations. That's true. John Cena will be reprising his role as peacemaker, the weapons expert who is so loyal in his values that he was willing to do anything to achieve them. Becoming more or less a villain himself, he will be joined by the Suicide Squad co-star uh, Steve Agee, or Agee, uh, as prison warden John Economos, Economos uh, and Jennifer Holland as Amanda Waller's aide Amelia Harcourt. Uh, I don't remember. I, I remember her from the the credits of. The, let me take a look here. Uh, Amanda Harcourt. Okay, yeah, she was the one. She was in like the the Situation Room uh, on the monitors when they were when they were doing that. Mm -hmm. The main cast also includes Danielle Brooks as Latoya Adebayo, uh, Robert Patrick as Peacemaker's father. <laughs> It's going to be so freaking awesome. Freddie Stroma as Vigilante. I'm so pissed about that. because, Okay, I love James Gunn's take on these characters, but uh, Vigilante shouldn't be goofy. That, that's a problem. Vigilante should be ruthless. Uh, what, what part did you like the most about the trailer? I really like it where, like, the eagle. The, the eagle, eagle part. Yeah. That one made me laugh a little bit. It's so American. Yeah, they're like, you have an eagle? And he's like, yeah, and like... Uh, I forgot who's the actor, but he was like in the car and the eagle's like pecking at him. Yeah. He's like, dude, your eagle's pecking my butt. Yep. That's, uh, I think my favorite part was uh, the, the scene where they're, t they're being tortured for information and he's tortured. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, there's a scene where uh, like John, C where he's at the bar mm -hmm. and she's like, just because you're handsome doesn't mean you're not, uh, not a dick or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you think I'm handsome? And he actually looked like a 12 year old boy. who was like really excited about being called handsome <laughs> when he did that scene. Like uh, there was a decent amount of acting range there that I was extremely surprised about. Yeah. No, I love the part where he's like, excuse me, sweet cheeks. Yeah. And they're like, you can't say that. And he's like, what do you mean? It sounds like I'm talking about these and they're, they're like, like no that's not what that means that's not what it means it means your butt <laughs> and he's like well it's like saying sugar tits like and then he pointed at yeah it's like <laughs> the i will say that the what is the uh it's um danielle brooks character mm -hmm. unfortunately looks like they're using her as like comic relief mm -hmm. which is no it, it, it as long as it's not overdone you know like mm -hmm. as long as she's not the butt of a bunch of the like as long as she doesn't do the same humor the whole time like the mm -hmm. scene with, with the guns where he's like you don't have to shoot people after i've already killed them mm -hmm. like they can do that but they shouldn't make her the butt of the jokes the whole time is she gonna be like the next meg griffin kind of like you worry about that right mm -hmm. she's gonna end up being like that um I am excited to see what they do with Robert Patrick as his dad because Robert mm -hmm. Patrick is a fantastic actor. We're talking yeah. Terminator 2. We are talking. Dun, dun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, and, and The X-Files, later seasons of The yeah. X-Files. Uh, that was a good show while yeah, so it lasts. That's the, so yeah, that's the John Economos. I, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. That's a deep cut. Uh, I don't know that character name. Uh, like he's the one who, where the scene with the eagle, that was him. Mm -hmm. But I, I am annoyed that they're making Adrian Trace out to be a bit of a goofball. I think that's a mistake. I think maybe even but at the same time Cena like Peacemaker has to be the character that's like vicious at times right mm -hmm. uh, in the Suicide Squad movie right it's all fun and games and him and Idris Elba's character are being uh, silly with each other uh, most of the movie in like hyper masculine ways but then when it comes to his showdown with uh, um, uh, oh my god <laughs> why, why does this freaking always happen to me i hate my life sometimes Brett is having a brain fart give I, him a few seconds no, you guys shut up i hate this this is like one of the most annoying things in the entire world yeah uh, it is. rick flag my god i hate that like this is like if, if i could have one skill in the world more than anything else it'd be the ability to recall things instantly when you need them all the time and usually i'm very good at that but whenever recording i always seem to hit blanks because so of, you want a photographic 
memory. I, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know if I need an eidetic memory, but I would like to not be able to forget things mm-hmm. that I know the answer to, which I would be able to, 22.5 hours out of the day, I would be able to tell you. Uh, and then when we start recording, eventually my brain just for some reason shuts off. I think it's because like you're under, like you're staring at the camera and you're like, there's no soul. I'm going to edit this clip down so it doesn't look like I made that mistake. But yes, so there's a clip where Cena, <laughs> where, where I always call him Cena. He's kind of like The Rock. I didn't call The Rock by char- I don't call The Rock by character names. I call him The Rock. I don't even call him du- the Dwayne Johnson. I still call him The Rock. Well, because that's how everybody knows him. So I'm going to have a hard time uh, referring to any Cena acting job as uh, the character name. I'm always mm-hmm. going to refer to him as Cena. But there's this scene where Peacemaker... Uh, is about to get into a fight with Rick Flagg and then mm-hmm. he eventually, I'm not going to spoil that for people because that's how much I love that movie, but it gets very serious very fast and it works very, mm-hmm. very well. Like Cena has a decent amount of, ra- amount of range, but this kind of like, what did he call it? He called himself, he goes, Peacemaker is douchebag Captain America. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. Well, I forgot who, oh no, it's a different actor. Never mind. I was about to say, didn't John Cena try to play the role as Captain America? No, it's actually... The guy who plays as Dean from Supernatural, he originally was supposed to be Captain America, but they changed it. Now he's going to be the boys' version of is Captain that, America. Isn't that Jensen Eccles? Yeah. Okay. He was supposed to be. See, I remembered that, but I couldn't remember Rick Flag. <laughs> but I couldn't uh, freaking remember Rick Flag. It's okay, Brett. We have those days. That's annoying. It's annoying, and I don't want to have those days. Do you want the anxiety, Tiger? No, I don't want the. No, I don't want to take him. It's because he has no tail. Yes. Also, audience members. I'm just calling it that, but like, can you name him? Look at it. Yes. Give, give uh, Anxiety Tiger a, a name. It says, Peacemaker will follow the character's missions after the events of the Suicide Squad as well as explore his origins. That makes no sense because mm-hmm. okay, I am going to give spoiler alerts here and maybe I missed something. I, am almost, I was almost positive that he died at the he end did. of... It, in, su- in the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea how this can take place. It's a prequel. It says, but it says, after the events of the Suicide Squad. Maybe he survived somehow. But I was... The Lazarus sure. Pit brings him back to life. They should have a funny scene with him like being a douchebag in a hot tub, but it's the Lazarus Pit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be funny. Uh, everyone else is like, that wouldn't be funny, Brett. You don't have a good <coughs> sense of humor. Your sense of humor is awful. Awful. He has a bomb diggity... Him, humor. He, I, I tried. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Somebody pointed out that he that um he was in the movie The Marine with Robert Patrick as well, which was like a WWE movie. Oh really? Yeah. I never saw it, but it's like it's like a, there's a, a an inside joke in the wrestling community about how awful almost all wrestling movies are, like movies mm-hmm. made by WWE are. But that's like the rare exception of like that one, mm-hmm. and like the first one was called like See No Evil, which had like Kane as like a serial killer or something like that. Those two are considered like the only good ones out of like a an entire catalog of just awful. Mm-hmm. type of straight to video B movies that WWE made. Yeah. They should bring in Brock Lesnar as a character. Who's Brock Lesnar? Brock Lesnar is a WWE guy who became a, a champion UFC fighter and then went back to WWE. You're 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 le- it it just goes to show you how vast the world's knowledge is. Like stuff mm-hmm. that I, I I feel like anybody would know. And I'm sure you, and like you have a bunch of stuff you're like you, you mentioned something I'm mm-hmm. like I don't know what that means. Like, I forget sometimes that everything I know, other people might not know, and mm-hmm. everything I don't know, uh, you know, somebody else might know. I can tell you about um, how to make a perfect poached egg. How? 
You well, if you're too late. Could you show Peacemaker how to make a perfect poached egg? Yeah. You could. Yeah. Would you do that for John Cena? No. No, you don't like John Cena. No. Is there anything that could turn you around on John Cena? No. <laughs> Nothing. You're just a bummer. Okay, <laughs> you're just a freaking bummer sometimes. Come on, but like, do you want to hear like? Yes. So if you're too lazy to use the stove, you basically put your egg into like a saran wrap and tie it nice and tight and you put it in a cup of vinegar perfect and then you microwave it uh if you want good food miracle might be the one to tell if you want food that looks good miracle's not the person to ask Fuck you (laughs) miracle has this ability to make like food that probably tastes really good but looks like it was shot out of the back of a cannon. Well, okay. But we no, love it. We love no, that about you. I know how to make spam. Uh, like she I know also th- puts cheese and spam in soup, hey, so she's not to be trusted. Hey, I know how to make moose and sushi look really good. I don't know what that was. What that is? It's um, I don't. The, I don't know what the first one is. Moose So basically, it's a Hawaiian sushi roll that basically has spam, rice, and seaweed. It's like the best thing ever. It's like their version of like a ham and. T- like it's like a comfort food and i like it i will never understand people eating seaweed <laughs> makes no sense to me dude you hurt me like you hurt me and nick that's our secret that's, chip well you guys are weird it's not my fault leave the sacred chip alone i i will not do that so it says <coughs> peacemaker will follow the character's mission uh missions after the events of the suicide squad as well as explore his origins although details for the plot remain mostly under wraps it is known that he will reluctantly team up with the exuberant young vigilante ugh, whose real name is adrian chase chase works at a restaurant by day and fights crime by night and even more violently devoted to his ideals than peacemaker okay so maybe they make him like uh, worse than Peacemaker and it ends up uh, turning me around on it. That would be kind of cool. Uh, I, I would be willing to I would be willing to do that. It says their relationship uh, the relationship they share seems very similar to that of protege fan dynamic between Kate uh, of the protege fan dynamic that was held between Kate mm-hmm. Bishop and Clint Barton in Marvel's Hawkeye which uh, had a very strong episode one through four and then fell off a cliff in episodes five through six. Poof. That's just my own editorializing. I apologize. <laughs> That's my opinion. Yeah, you tell them. My opinion. Uh, more and more is revealed av- ab- about the nature of Peacemaker as the promotional machine keeps churning as it approaches its premiere. Uh, I'm excited. Like, I-, I know that you're like, I-, I think I could turn you around on this. I turned you around on Cobra Kai. I think I've turned you around on Superman and Lois. Or you didn't really have a negative opinion of Superman no, and Lois. I was you just, just hadn't like, seen it. Yeah, I was like, I haven't seen it. Basically, everything DC is doing that has nothing to do with the movies. But Cobra Kai is not DC. I'm. I was just using that as an example. Oh, okay. Uh, oh boy. Why do you have to make my life so difficult, Miracle? This is our dynamic. You making my life difficult and me rolling my eyes and getting a migraine from rolling my eyes so much. No, you being mean to me. And me I'm not mean to you. <laughs> That's what the audience thinks. The audience thinks you're mean to me. I'm not mean to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not mean to you. I know. Am I mean to you? No. I don't want to be mean to you. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. The hell with you. Oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just a, kidding. He did a hashtag sorry, not sorry. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Exactly. <coughs> so, uh, the Batman is going to be good because it's not connected to the DCEU. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Flash remains to be seen, but probably not. Uh, Black Adam, meh. Uh, I'm not super excited about Black Adam. Now you're not excited for it? More, I'm I'm becoming more excited for Aquaman than Black Adam. But th- we but then we haven't really seen a full trailer of Black Adam yet. We only saw the kind of making of featurette. No, uh, have you seen the fandom of it? 
Yeah, but that was not like a trailer. It was just like, was it? It was more just well, footage. It was like footage, but I thought that was their trailer pretty much. But we'll see. Uh, Aquaman will probably... Jason Momoa has all the charisma in the world. Ten times more mm. than uh, Ezra Miller ever will. Um, yeah, let him like do the haka in front of you and you'll fall in love. I'm already in love, man. That's nice. <laughs> Is it because of the beard? His beard? Yeah. No. Oh, didn't you tell me a fun fact about um, Jason Momoa? What? He's the stepdad of a certain actress. Oh, yes. Jason Momoa is the stepdad of Catwoman. Yeah. Of, of, uh, so Aquaman is the stepdad of Catwoman in real life. Uh, <laughs> Zoe Kravitz. That was, uh, I, I read that and I was like, <sighs> blew my mind. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Uh, Shazam, looking forward to it. Aquaman, looking forward to it. The Flash, meh. Even if it does have uh, Michael Keaton in it. Black Adam, we'll see. I don't really have much to say about DC League of Super Pets, and the Batman, of course, is the one hey, I'm the most excited about. Leave the pets alone. You're gonna, you're excited about that one. Well, I like him when The Rock is like a voice, but I don't like him in general. But when he's with Kevin, you don't Hart- like any of the people normal people like. You're such a hipster. <laughs> I like Kevin Hart. Everybody likes Kevin Hart. Who the hell doesn't like Kevin Hart? My uncle. Why not? Too loud and annoying. <laughs> I mean, kind of, but it's endearing. What about Tyler Perry? He's okay. Okay. He lost a lot of steam after what? making like 5,000 more Medea movies. Yes. I don't think I've ever seen a Medea movie. I've seen one of them. I have it's seen Big okay. Mama's House. Big Mama's House? Oh my God, I love that movie. Yeah. <sighs> um, they, You know what they need to make a new one of? What? Rush Hour. Rush Hour needs... They need to make Rush yeah. Hour 4. I thought there was rumors that they were going to. There but was a Rush Hour TV show that nobody wanted to see because it didn't have Chris Tucker or Jackie Chan in it. Who the hell wants Rush Hour without Chris Tucker or Jackie Chan? Well, Jackie Chan is now over the age where he can't do those stunts anymore. And slowly my beanie's like falling off. It's actually in frame now. Well, you're, are you sitting back more? Yeah, I'm sitting back and I'm slouching. I'm like I'm just leaving I'm not even saying anything I'm like <laughs> the people who are listening to this are like I don't know understand what that silence was but yes her, yeah. her beanie looks ridiculous it's amazing we love it hey we love we're it we're in the beanie castle we are it, it is a beanie castle it's a um, beanie castle so uh, we're gonna move on to another topic of another this is an almost oopsie an almost bad that it's could have been almost oopsie daisies yes this is um, what could have gone wrong, in my opinion, when it comes to Ral- to James Bond, uh, despite the fact that a lot is going to probably go wrong, mm-hmm. uh, depending on how they, how they end up changing the character for the, the future movies. Oh, didn't Th- they say James Bond, they already picked out who's going to be the next one? Uh, I don't know if they've picked him out, but I'm sure they've got a short list. It's not list. a him, it's a day. Uh, of course. Yeah. Of course, because you just can't leave modern day identity politics out of mm-hmm. entertainment. You can't just leave the character as is. You can't just leave the character as mm-hmm. is, uh, because why would you? It's Hollywood. They they really love to destroy things and break everything they touch. Um, yep. Personal opinion. Uh, <laughs> everyone's like, you're evil for thinking that, for thinking well, that James Bond should be the same as he's always been. Are you sure? I kind of prefer James Bond as old James Bond, just saying, because that's like, he's really cool, he's sly. Like Why change him? There's no reason to change him. Make mm-hmm. new characters. That's all they have to do is just make freaking new characters. Is it that hard? Yeah. 
Because nobody is creative anymore, apparently. It's not that. It's that they don't want to spend the money to market new characters. Like, we were talking about... And I almost see their point, too. We're going to... I want to go see this movie that's coming out called The 355. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a, a female uh, spy thriller starring, I believe it was Kate Beckins. It was either Beckinsale or... Um, let's find out. Or no, Kate Blanchett or something. The, the redhead. The three uh, Jessica Chastain. Wow, I was way off. Samsonite. I was way off. Oh. Mir- Miracle doesn't get that reference. What is it? Oh man, we're just gonna leave it alone. Uh, um, okay. You don't like Jim Carrey, so it won't matter. Oh yeah, I don't. Yes. Wait, uh, is it from the mask? No. Oh no. Uh, so Jessica Chastain, uh, Lupita Nyong'o, and Diane Kruger. Mm-hmm. Wow, Diane Kruger. That's kind of surprising. But she's like one of those people. I always get her mixed up with uh, whoever the mom is, uh, Diane Lane, um, the one who plays Clark's mom in oh. in the in Batman and Superman, in mm-hmm. Batman vs Superman. I always get Di- uh, yeah, I always get Diane Kruger and Diane Lane mixed <coughs> up. And Diane Kruger kind of looks like. Uh, What's her name from Daredevil? Uh, Deborah Ann Wool mm-hmm. to me. Uh, but this movie is by Simon Kinberg. And I'm bringing this up. This, uh, we're like off topic here, kind yeah. of. But uh, so that, uh, we're talking about changes that they're making to uh, James Bond, right? And the fact that they, I say that they just need to make new characters rather than changing everything about these characters and changing their stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem is, is that they don't want to market new movies because and this is a perfect example why I mentioned the 355 and I only know about it because we talk about this stuff but if you're the average person you're not going to know who the who this is or, or they need the names on these characters to be motivated to, to get you to go to mm-hmm. see the movies in the theater yeah and there was like one trailer and it wasn't that popular like, no it didn't mm-hmm. do that well mm-hmm. that's the problem so that's why they have to keep going back to the well and changing uh, characters that they love because mm-hmm. they want they can't get away from wanting to put modern day sensibilities in things but the modern day sensibilities don't work on new properties so mm-hmm. they have to put it and attach it to old properties uh, and then people get jaded and don't want to go see it well I think they can do it like have you watched the Netflix show Genie um, Genie and Georgia no so basically that's it, new characters though that's not an it's new characters it's not an existing property it's that's new characters saying. and they talked about um kind of like um social like social problems of today so genie um is short for virginia so basically her mom georgia she names all her kids after uh cities and states that they've been so mm-hmm. like her son is named austin because they're in austin texas but now they're living i forgot what state they're in but genie her her problem is like when she gets really anxious or like very upset she causes her like she gets a lighter and burns herself okay to cope with like her um emotions and like there was an episode where like so she does have like a friend who's a lesbian but they don't make it like her whole kind of they do but it's not like that bad um also there was like an episode where they made a joke they were about to say because of um because of the patriarchy and they were like why are we blaming the patriarchy and she was like i don't know i'm just saying it my problem is that none mm-hmm. of those things have anything to do with james bond it they doesn't have nothing but, to do with dc it mm-hmm. has not like the problem is that they're but uh, i'm just bringing it up because like you can make like a new property and like bring like 
the new social standards mm-hmm. to a new property it can work because this show like genie and georgia when it first came out it was like number one for a long time mm-hmm. and i binged then it do it with day. new stuff and don't keep making fundamental changes to these properties and the yeah. reason i bring this up is this has nothing to do with james bond but it has to do with another character in it and that's mm-hmm. uh ralph phineas revealed that he prevented a major change from happening in the in the series uh, warning, and this does contain, contain spoilers for the last few James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actor who joined the cast in Skyfall, so he came in to play, he plays Gareth Mallory uh, in Skyfall and then mm-hmm. becomes M at the end of the movie, right? And it says he was honored when he was asked to become the new M, but down the line he had some disagreements about the script. Sam Mendes, as we know, who directed Skyfall and the pitch was very attractive at the time, Judy Dench's M dies and you're set up as the new M and I thought, great, Ralph said as the happy sad conf- on the happy sad confused podcast he continued i also love daniel craig's bond and i just respected sam's intelligence and the approach to it and what he was doing with it skyfall was a great script uh it was skyfall was a fantastic movie Mm -hmm. Uh, but when it came time for specter there was one thing he knew he couldn't let happen i think i can say now that i had had to fight off an attempt by by sam inspector to make m I said it, I don't want to play M and then have him turn out to be the bad guy, turn, turn around and make him the bad guy. Mm-hmm. M is never the bad guy, he explained. So he, they, end up make, they wanted to make M, who has been uh, James Bond's you know, boss for however many movies. Mm-hmm. They just want to randomly turn him into a bad, bad guy because why? Because why not? They would have never done that with Judi Dench's version of the character. Mm-hmm. Never. Uh, so it just feels like they can't help but take existing properties and deconstruct them and try to change them in fundamental ways that mm-hmm. don't do any good to the script or to the or to the project. Yeah, and that bothers me. Mm-hmm. Like, can you think of a something like what's a show something like the, in the same realm? Like whether it's anime, something with good guys and bad guys. Can you think of one that you would be okay with seeing a change like that? Well, Attack on Titans did it. Okay, and it Where, worked. Well, how long had it been around before they made the change? I forgot. I think this is like season four. Somebody can correct me on this. Season four or season three. But basically, the main character Aaron, like he wanted to change the world, but then they basically changed his character to be. A but he's the main character, right? Yeah, he's a okay. main character. M is not a main character mm-hmm. in these movies. It's a it's a supporting character for Bond. Mm-hmm. But it's like those characters, M, Q, yeah. Money Penny. They're tangibles that kind of structure the universe around James Bond, mm-hmm. right? So when you go see one of these movies, those are what make the world feel familiar. Mm-hmm. Not just it's it's the it's the flourishes, it's the vodka martini shaken not stirred, it's the, you know, fixing the cufflinks, mm-hmm. it's all of that, but it's also the characters that inhabit that world with him, right? Yeah. There there's also a like there's a character in the bond, you know, in the in the Brazen run named Tanner that I loved. Mm-hmm. Like all those characters, whether you like it or not, inform what you know about the world and make mm-hmm. it feel feel like real and familiar to you yeah. and just changing a good guy who's always been a good guy for the sake of i can't think of like why do that like yeah. you've got plenty of bad guys there mm-hmm. there's no reason to do that to that mm-hmm. to that character so yeah. it bothers me more than it bothers you because i love the like i was ar- already surprised when they had ralph phineas take over that role i thought they were going to pick somebody else but uh, it would have bothered me a lot. Like, it would have made me sour on that franchise way more. And yeah. Die Another Day did really well this year. Mm-hmm. It was, like, the it fourth did. highest growing movie of the year. Did we even see it? We, I, I saw it later, but I didn't see it when it came out. 
Mm. Uh, but like it's one of those things where it didn't do that well here in America, but mm. overseas it did really, really well. So people still love James Bond, and they don't want to see the character change in super di- in, in super random and unneeded ways. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I, it's annoying because I'm like not vocalizing what annoys me about this very well right now, mm-hmm. but it does. Yeah. Like uh, it's one of those things. Like when you when you get invested in a property, sometimes you can't explain why you love it or why some a change like that would bother you, mm-hmm. but it would. Yeah. Like I is that like I said is there anything like but also imagine Attack on Titan was around for like 50 years. James oh. Bond is almost a 50-year-old property. Ima- imagine something had been around that long and a character was a good guy that whole time. And then they just change it why? Because you can see it in the uh Naruto series. Well, it's not Naruto anymore. It's called Botoro. It's about his son. Basically, they kind of do that. It's been out for like years and like the son is kind of like a kind of like uh he kind of he's not but it's a show not a movie right it's a show yeah, yeah. Uh, that's been, a little bit different mm-hmm. you have so much material to cover yeah in a show that maybe that works more because you can explore the no. character more down the line this show is trash <laughs> but, but it's trashing the whole thing that everybody loves and holds dear exactly so it, mm-hmm. it doesn't work yeah okay so so we're in agreement then yeah um, I just, I, I just would have been really upset with that. And I love, and the funny thing about that is, is, uh, I got really excited when they cast Ralph Phineas mm-hmm. as that character because yeah. he's a really good actor. We saw him in the Kingsman. Yeah. He was really good. The King's man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also Voldemort. Yeah. Uh, in Harry Potter. So I didn't realize that until you told me. Yep. Yeah. When you heard him say, yeah, <laughs> he does his, yeah. Uh, it says Ralph added uh, I so I had to have some pretty intense discussions with Sam saying this is not fine with me it's like he was Blofeld or something but that was a red line after several iterations of the script it was decided that M would be spot would be spared from villain territory while another MI6 member was ultimately made the bad guy there was no reason to do I'm, gl- I'm really glad that he was able to have like input mm-hmm. and then they made the they, they didn't just you know stick him with those changes and so i'll give sam mendes credit for that yeah. like he uh you know this is my personal opinion they did the right thing right mm-hmm. that's that's my view that what they did was the right thing to not change that character yeah because i don't want to see a world where uh m randomly becomes the bad guy the only way i could see that working is if it's like greenwashing no 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 okay I'll, I'll try to like argue against my own point here. Mm-hmm. So since uh, M is a, a randomly assigned letter, mm-hmm. so it's a new character, right? James Bond is a person. M is a title given to the head yeah. of MI6. Yeah. Uh, theoretically, you could turn that version of M bad inspector mm-hmm. and then a new M takes over, mm-hmm. I guess. So he still has that character. But I, like I said, I still feel like it makes the movie feel like it falls on shaky shaky footing mm-hmm. like you lose some of the world when you do that yeah i don't know that's just me i i could be 110 percent wrong about that but that's just my take on it no miracle doesn't care mm-hmm. look at her Mir- look at miracle doesn't care nope. she's uh i this just is- give me good movies and i can review them <laughs> uh i'm the only one who cares about this stuff because i'm a weirdo mm-hmm. I-, I understand like the weird like it's like i'm like looking for stuff that i want to talk about i see something like that and i'm just getting like yeah, yeah, that pisses me off. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Miracle's like, I don't care. No, I care about Spooderman. Spooderman. The, the, the menace, the spider menace. Yeah. You care about the spider menace. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we do have a Spider-Man news. Uh, actually, we have uh, Sony news. It's it's not really mm-hmm. it's not really Spider Man news or Spooderman news. Mm-hmm. Spooderman. 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 Mm-hmm. It's not really Spooderman news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
See, I got you addicted to saying it's, it. It's uh, it's <coughs> the menace. Uh, <laughs> so, Sony rethinking Spider-Man in the MCU? Question <laughs> mark. Writers explain Tom Hardy Venom. Uh, confirming my theory about, and this is from Cosmic Book News. I should be. I I apologize again. I'm bad at like not like listing the sites when I'm. You know, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm not listing the sites. Well, some t- some people don't even say it, so you're fine. Yeah. Okay. So this one's from. Uh, Cosmic, Book, Cosmic Book News and says confirming my theory 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 about Tom Hardy and Venom previously uh, oh my god are you okay do you need to take 10 yes okay we're starting over you ready yeah confirming my theory about how Tom Hardy and Venom previously appeared in the MCU and in Spider-Man No Way Home the writers of the flick offer up an explanation which is explained by the symbiote and it's something that may hint at Sony's motivations about its Spider-Verse Screenwriter Eric Summers and Chris McKenna. Wow. Hold on. I got to look at something. Sorry, guys. I'm looking up something. Brett just had a moment. I did. Chris. Boop, boop, boop. So how is everybody doing? Brett, it's typing. Okay. It's not who I thought it was. Uh, I apologize. I was like, there's a... Uh, there's an actor with the last uh, Mark McKenna, I think, might have been who I was thinking of. There was like an actor with the name McKenna, and I was like, who? I, I was like, that guy writes movies, too? Mm-hmm. Uh my ADHD is ruining it for everyone. I apologize. It's fine. You had a moment. So screenwriter Eric Summers and Chris McKenna spoke with Variety about all those surprises and spoilers in No Way Home. Touched up on uh, touched upon Eddie Brock and Venom. It says, quote, speaking of biting, the screenwriters say that, it's, uh, that including Eddie Brock and his alien symbiote Venom in the film's final battle was definitely discussed. So they were thinking about including him in mm-hmm. No Way Home. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was definitely discussed. The pair confirmed that Watts directed the post-credits tag on Venom Let There Be Carnage, which showed Brock zapped into the MCU, but Brock was ultimately relegated to the No Way Home post-credits scene instead. As for how a character who had never met any Peter Parker, let alone Spider-Man, could be pulled into the MCU by a spell specifically drawing people who knew who, who knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. Quote, that idea is that the symbiote has knowledge of other universes buried in his brain in some other knowledge of that connection. Uh, I also think that they said that the the hive mind has something to do with that. Yeah. Uh, what is particularly interesting about the reveal is that Spider-Man director John Watts actually directed Venom two post credit scene. We will see. Uh, we will see. There was talking of there was talk of using Venom in No Way Home's final battle, but for some reason the plug was pulled and Venom wasn't used and was sent back to his own universe. It seems to suggest that initially there was a bigger plan for Tom Hardy and Venom that may have been to include Venom in the MCU, which is suggested by the fact that the Venom two post credit scene was directed by John Watts, uh, meaning that, that, yeah, the guy who directed Venom. So it says, recall how Venom 2's post-credit scene seemed to tease that Eddie Brock and Venom got snapped as they disappeared and then reappeared five years later, saw that Tom Holland's Spider-Man on the TV, and then teased that they were going to New York. However, that what that didn't happen in Spider-Man No Way Home's post-credit scene saw Eddie Brock stating that he didn't know who the Avengers are, and then Eddie disappeared, sent back to his own universe, which means Venom is not a part of the MCU. I think all of that was actually pretty poorly done mm-hmm. for like the, the average person like you when everyone watched that post credit scene you had to kind of watch it a couple of times to understand what yeah. they were doing like it didn't make much sense to me at first maybe mm-hmm. I'm just dumb that's also a very strong possibility yeah 
But it says, it's possible there was, a, there was a plan to bring Venom to the MCU that could easily have said that he was snapped and then brought Venom to New York in No Way Home on the, or the post credit scene, but for some reason that didn't happen. It's actually rumored now that Venom 3 will deal with the multiverse, and instead of bringing Venom into the MCU and connecting to Spider-Man through No Way Home, the Tom Holland Spider-Man instead will be brought into the Venom 3 movie through the, through the multiverse, which uh, more than likely means that none of the MCU characters will show up in Venom 3. So they don't need Sony. Like, Sony doesn't need Marvel anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at No Way Home, all of those villains were Sony villains. Yep. There were no other Marvel, other than Happy, uh, and I guess, uh, yeah, Happy, because Happy's is the only one that would have technically been an MCU character, mm-hmm. right? Um, unless I'm forgetting one. Because um, um, uh, uh, Aunt May is, is a Sony character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Happy is a Marvel character. No, that's pretty much it. I think that's it. So yeah. they don't need... <clears throat> They really do not need to have... I, I would love to see a list of like what characters Sony owns mm-hmm. to see how many movies or, you know, or adaptations they could get out of those characters. Uh, I don't know how deep that catalog is, mm-hmm. but it would be really uh, really interesting to see if that was like something where they can make an entire universe out of that. Because like, yeah. who's the villain? Do you remember? Because I, I don't know if I ever finished uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Who was the villain in Into the Spider-Verse? Kingpin. Okay, it was. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Kingpin is a... Is a not a Sony villain. Nope. Kingpin is now back with uh, Marvel, yep. uh, not Netflix. Mm-hmm. So um, it makes no sense to bring so- to let uh, Venom make money for Marvel when mm-hmm. they can just make money on their own exactly. and bring Spider-Man back because technically mm-hmm. Spider-Man is still Sony property. He's yep. not. He's not Marvel property. Do it, Sony. Rebel. Yeah. yeah. Rebel. Well, well, I mean, that just like I said, that that just proves that they, they with everything Marvel did last year, mm-hmm. uh, Eternals, um, Shang Chi, Shang Chi. Sorry, I always get that one wrong. Black Widow. All of those movies did okay, mm-hmm. but not super great considering high budgets for those films. No Way Home exceeded expectations far, far, far and away more than any of those other films on its own Mm -hmm. without almost any connection to the MCU Mm -hmm. other than the fact that they had previously loaned out Tom Holland to them. But Mm -hmm. now that Tom Holland has been through the Marvel movies, he's got the pedigree. He doesn't need to be considered Marvel property anymore. Mm -hmm. They can just do their own thing. Yeah. Who would you like to see them use for Sony villain next? Ooh, that's a good question. Did you see that they're talking about like doing an Electro solo series? Oh no, please no. I know, right? Um, actually I kind of want them to bring Catwoman. Like, they have their own Catwoman okay. um, for Spider-Man. I don't know who came first. I think Spider-Man came first for that idea. Um, it's Black Cat, I think. Black Cat, okay. My um, bad. I said Catwoman, but her I name is... I was like, what? <laughs> her name is Black, Black Cat. Black Cat. Uh, I, I would like to see... Uh, I don't know. I would like to see them do more with the villains they already have. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if there's anything like... Uh, I'm not a huge... Like I said, I'm not a huge Spider-Man fan. Oh, wait. You asked me what else uh, Marvel character they use dr strange and wong uh the obvious two that we holy crap we're dumb yeah uh yeah we're dumb okay (coughs) but but actually one of the things i complained about when we were reviewing Mm -hmm. uh was i said that it's always felt like up until no way home that it always felt like spider-man was like a guest in his own movies yeah in this movie in no way home i feel like he outshined dr strange exactly uh so i don't like i said i don't think they need Mm -hmm. the marvel characters uh to make I mean, he's still a Marvel character. He's just not a Marvel movie character. Yeah. Uh, they don't need the Marvel, the MCU to make Spider-Man work anymore. Mm-hmm. Venom on his own is doing extremely well. Venom is really funny, even though I didn't like the second movie that much. It, 
I love it. It's funny. Like mm-hmm. uh, everyone I talk to is kind of like, eh, mm-hmm. but the movie did really well. Yeah. So it actually doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Like people are just like, uh, they're just making kind of okay movies. I mean, yeah. Spider-Man No Way was uh, far and away above okay. Yeah. But if you just make a good movie with no crappy marketing and no identity politics, people mm-hmm. will go see it and take a generally positive view of it. Yeah. So... That is, uh, I think, uh, Venom, I mean, the fact that we haven't gotten a Venom and Spider-Man movie yet is kind of insane, but we're not going to get that until after... Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire. Okay, modern day Venom and Spider-Man movie. You know what I mean. Yeah. Yes. I don't know, but also, did you just see this, like, teaser poster that they dropped for Doctor Strange 2 Mm. showing off America Sanchez? Chavez? Oh, did I say Slam? Sanchez. <laughs> my, my bad. America Sanchez. That's not her name. <laughs> my uh, bad. Uh, Chavez. So she's going to be the next Captain America. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. Um, Have you read the comic books where she's in it? No, I've refused to. Okay, them. I read it and I kind of cringe because Loki is like young Loki. So it's the original Loki that we know now. Yeah. But what happened was um, basically he de-aged and became young Loki. I'm not reading Kamala Khan either. What's Kamala Khan? Oh, don't worry about it. Uh, oh. We won't get into that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> fans, do, it says, it says, I'm wondering if, so, we always go off on our tangents. Sorry. I it. Because I saw it as yeah. a pop-up. Yep. Uh, I'm, uh, they're also, do, oh, they're doing Ironheart too, right? Uh, yeah. They're doing uh, Riri Williams. So, yeah. eh, we'll see. I'm not excited for that, but they could prove us wrong. They, right? like, I'm always open to being proven wrong. By the, but the thing is, is like, uh, what'll happen is like, these comic books have all been cringe, right? Mm-hmm. But by the time they make it to the movies, they're so watered down and different mm-hmm. it's gonna appeal to the lowest common denominator which means it could come out all right like meaning that it's like it's not gonna be great but it won't be as uh, annoying as the comic book adaptations of it mm-hmm. um so yeah so it says i'm wondering if sony has now decided against the idea of connecting their spider-verse to the mcu which could result in kevin feige's phase four presently failing big time uh in theaters and on disney plus john watts may be done with spider-man as he is directing fantastic four for feige no yeah uh that That'll be interesting when the casting news starts coming out about Fantastic Four. John, Krasin- I think they're gonna. John Krasinski is gonna be involved. Okay. Uh, Sony doesn't need Spider-Man to connect to the less popular and woke characters that Feige is going with his goofy MCU that are box office failures and can't bring subscribers to Disney Plus now that Avengers has been done away with. Uh, they're not box office failures. They're just not making as much money as they should, given the powerhouse the MCU is in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Eternals was god awful. I, yeah. I will say, like Shang Chi was fine. Eternals was one of the worst movies I've seen in a very long time. Fans don't want to see Spider-Man with uh, with Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, and the Eternals, <laughs> which could only hurt the Sony Spider-Man brand. They want to see Spider-Man with Venom, Morbius, Craven the Hunter, Black Cat, etc. There you go, Black Cat, mm-hmm. uh, and the other Spider-Man. Sony has Garfield, who is rumored to return. That would be so awesome if they give him a third movie mm-hmm. or a series, like if they end up doing that. I think that's a possibility now. Like, this is one of the ways streaming uh, and modern stuff has helped us. Like, in the past, nobody would have ever gotten that chance if the yeah. first two movies hadn't turned out well mm-hmm. to come back, what, 10 years later yeah. and, and have another shot at it. So, <coughs> so it says, simply put, Spider-Man does not need the MCU anymore, and that's a good thing. Uh, I think they're right. Uh, I think the box office proves it. And I think that I didn't even think of Craven the Hunter. You know, like there's a lot and we're going to see Morbius. So like there's I a know, like, I'm so excited. There's a lot there that has nothing to do with the MCU that we can get excited about. They don't need to do that. So, so. do you think that 
um for superhero movies i think you said it sony's gonna be like the next powerhouse that can actually do it right yep uh i think if they if they keep on the road they're on right now as far as like how they're presenting their movies Mm -hmm. and the way that they're going with their writing meaning keeping it simple Mm -hmm. of course they're in the origin story phases of like uh what do you call it of uh morbius like morbius is an origin story we're only in the second venom movie so like it's kind of that same theme i have like with tv shows right where i said like uh once you get two three seasons in you have to worry about the writing getting bad so mm-hmm. sony is still uh in the right you know in the early writing stages of these projects mm-hmm. so it could go you know they've got less they've got more time before things eventually start getting screwed up well marvel's also, got 10 years of baggage mm-hmm. that leads to where it is now yeah well also by the time when they make those movies do you think we're going to be dead by then when i don't know which movies like when they make like the for so for movies like if it's like how season. long do you think you're gonna live I don't know. What the hell are you talking about? We die a little bit each day. What are you talking about? I don't know. I'm very black pilled today. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You freaking nutcase. We all know I'm a nutcase. You're kind of a nutcase. We all know I am. It's uh. What do you mean? What do you mean die? Well, like I, I mean, like you think these are gonna come out in like forty years? Well, like yeah, if like they're like really bad movies. That makes no sense. I don't know. What are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know. Let's skip over it. She's like, I pretend I didn't speak. (laughs) Okay. Well, then we're going to go to the last topic, and this is uh, the weirdest one of the day. So weird, in fact, that I got sent a bunch of... like people that like watch the show are like you should talk about this even though it's not might not necessarily be the most pop culture thing ever it's totally pop culture Mm because it's it's so weird it's football uh antonio brown does the absolute did you watch you watch the video right Mm -hmm. the announce so antonio brown basically goes off uh he takes his uniform off and dan like runs around on the field mid-game while they're literally while the well tom brady's on the field uh, and dances around and what I found out is that he's got a huge history of like um, ab- ab- like bizarre incidents okay. that I knew nothing about uh, so it says Antonio Brown's NFL career took another bizarre turn on Sunday when the wide receiver walked away from his team's game at MetLife Stadium with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers trailing the New York Jets 24 to 10 in the third quarter Brown re- removed his uniform and pads before walking off the field shirtless Brown tossed his gloves and shirts into the stands he waved to the fans as he jogged through the end zone and into the tunnel beforehand teammate Mike Evans appeared to try and calm down Brown who had three catches for 26 yards in the game after Brown bailed on the Bucks. Quarterback Tom Brady helped lead a comeback. Uh, they ended up winning. That's the crazy part. Yeah. Brady connected with Cyril Grayson for 33 yard, a 33-yard touchdown with 15 seconds left to secure a 27-24 victory. So I, I was kind of surprised that, like, uh, they basically they're saying, like, he's worn out his welcome mm-hmm. uh, with uh, within the league. Uh, and I kind of get it. Like, it's... Uh, He's got a lot of incidents. Apparently, he tried to fake a vaccination card recently. Did you see that? Uh, That's wild. Uh, And it says... This article is also from TMZ. It says... uh, It says... Uh, Antonio Brown kicked off Bucks after shirtless tantrum rides around with New York City driver. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Brown didn't bolt off to the airport after his infamous exit on Sunday's game. Instead, he hit up a celebrity driver to come and get him, and the NFLer was clearly in a great mood. The driver, Danny Chalet, posted this video to his Instagram account showing AB grinning from ear to ear and talking on his phone after getting picked up. But it appears that AB was in no rush to leave town, with Danny hinting at the AB, at AB staying in the area to party. As for any sort of official statement from Brown, the receiver posted a short message on Instagram saying, Big Mad. Making a difference. Thanks for the opportunity. AB was spotted outside MetLife Stadium shortly after his exit, wearing the same clothes he wore while arriving with his luggage by his side. It appears he was waiting for a car service to come pick him up, presumably to take him to the airport, because he didn't be able to fly home with his teammates because mm-hmm. they, they kicked him off the they kicked him off the team after this. It says the this is truly bizarre. Anthony Brown just ripped off his jersey and ran shirtless onto the field and headed to the locker room right in the middle of the Buccaneers matchup with against the New York Jets. Uh what do you think? CTE? Like uh, like concussion syndrome? Maybe. maybe. Like I don't injuries? Well, look at Stallone. He doesn't really act like that. He just slurs his words. That's, uh, I, but I'm saying that uh, apparently like he's had several instances like where things like this have happened. Maybe he's just a showboater. Uh, but it says... Uh, Booty. The, after the game, basically mm-hmm. what happened was uh, they, let him, they let him go. Like he was, he was kicked off the team after that. Apparently, mm-hmm. he'd been given one more chance, uh, and then like I'm looking back at all these articles, mm-hmm. and it says like uh, ex chef says uh, NFL star is yet to settle debt. Uh, Anthony Brown chef says he's suing Buck Star over a uh, claim that he still owes him 10k. Uh, Brown's coach says. Uh, uh, Antonio Brown is, uh, I'm sorry his coach says uh, Brown's future with the Bucks up in the air after Vax scandal so that was just last month mm-hmm. so he's had a bunch of stuff happen and I, I like I almost feel bad like it, like I hate mm-hmm. talking about stuff like this but it just seems so crazy like the announcers had no idea what was going on mm-hmm. like usually you see in these things like announcers are very polished and can handle any situation that comes in the game and they're, yeah. they're clearly weirded out by what was going on on the field mm-hmm. so I don't know no? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, for me, I'm not really into football, but I know this football team is, like, my brother's, like, second favorite football the team. The Bucks. Yeah. What is his first? The first one, I think he likes... Which one does my mom like? I think the Green Bay Packers. Oh, well, as a Minnesota resident, I'm supposed to hate your mom then I for think, that. I she would be my mortal enemy if I was home in Minnesota. Well, then my dad's... Um, he likes... I don't know. Um, where are the Chargers now? <laughs> Who owns the Chargers? They, I have no idea. Because I remember the Chargers as San Diego I was Chargers. a hockey player, not a football player. Yeah, I don't really follow football. <laughs> football is a foreign thing to me. I'm like, yeah, football. Woo. But it's just like <coughs> this is a like it's just it's, I feel bad for the dude because it seems like he's had just a bunch of stuff happen mm. and like doing what he does right like it, it says new deals emerge uh, over shocking decision to quit Buccaneers so he quit mm-hmm. uh, so I don't know if that was like like his theatrical quit or if he was gonna or, or if like the incident <coughs> led to him being fired right because the coach said he was fired it says the new year got off to a bizarre start from the Buccaneers on Sunday when Antonio Brown decided to ditch the team during the third quarter of their 20 uh, 28-24 win over the Jets after a spat with coach Bruce Aaron Orions. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Brown took off his helmet and his shoulder pads and his undershirt and then stormed off the field shirtless. Although Brown has been active on social media over the past 24 hours, one thing is yet to reveal is why he left the field. However, NFL.com did offer some clarity on the situation. According to the league's official website, Brown felt like he was too injured to play, so he refused to go into the game when, uh, when the coach asked him to. Going into Week 17, Brown had been dealing with an ankle injury that kept him out of practice on both 
Thursday and Friday, the same ankle injury had been caused that caused him to miss multiple games this year. Okay, so he's hurt, and mm-hmm. the coach is like, "You got to play." Yeah. Like uh, by the time the third quarter rolled around, Brown apparently felt that he couldn't help the team and that it wouldn't do any good to put him in the game. Brown's decision clearly didn't sit well with Orion's, uh, who told him to get out after the receiver twice refused to enter the game. Following the Tampa, following Tampa Bay's win, uh, Orion's was asked if Brown's ankle injury ankle played a role in the bizarre situation, and he empathetically said no. <laughs> So he mm-hmm. said, no. Although quitting your team in the middle of a game is a horrible look for Brown, it will also be a bad look for uh, Orion's if it, it turns out that Brown's version of events is true. So the coach is telling him that he has to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're both in the wrong here. Yeah. I think, uh, it, you know, the coach is telling you to play and you clearly feel like you're not healthy enough to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take injuries very seriously in sports nowadays because, yeah. of, you know. So Lawsuits. Well, just that, and then, mm-hmm. but but you don't storm off the field and make yourself the center of attention mm-hmm. over all this. So that's kind of ridiculous. IDK, I honestly IDK. Following Tampa Bay's win, Ryan was asked if Brown's okay. Yeah, so it says uh, uh, before his exit, Brown caught three passes for twenty six yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, just before running off the field, two M- two teammates, Mike Evans and OJ Howard, tried to talk to him off the talk him off the ledge and convince him to stay, but to no avail. So. Like they had no idea what was going on, and it's mm-hmm. like uh, it's kind of crazy. Uh, have you ever experienced anything like this, at, like a workplace where somebody just freaks out and just walks out? Yeah. Where? Here. Yeah. When? Well, we're not allowed. To say oh yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, because NDA. Yeah, oh yeah, that's a good point. We're not allowed um, to say it because NDA. So I don't. I I don't really think that. The, I just thought this segment was kind of crazy mm-hmm. because everyone looked kind of like it, I did. I, all the comments that I was reading said they thought it was something related to like CTE or mm-hmm. concussion syndrome. I think you're right. It's probably more just arguing with the coach. It and, might be uh, arguing with the coach because like um, for me, the first time I ever saw somebody storm off from my workplace was my friend Brian. But his we called him Bubba, and like he he's only 17 and like he was being overworked. Okay, so it was a disagreement with his manager, similar yeah. to like a disagreement with the coach. Mm-hmm. What this happened? Is wh- so this is when I used to work for Burger King. This manager, she does not respect any of us, and like she kept like overworking everybody. So Brian was a good employee. Mm-hmm. He knows how to ro- um, work the car- cashier, and he worked really well in the kitchen. He was the one who trained me in the kitchen. And what happened was like, um, usually minors, you're supposed to get an hour break, right? Mm-hmm. None of us got a break. None of us. I smell a lawsuit coming. And this woman, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stitch her out. Basically, you know how you're supposed to clock in and clock out, right? Mm-hmm. So she never clocked out. <laughs> she only clocks out at the end of the week. So it looks like she worked more than she actually did. And I only physically saw her like two times um, throughout each week. Throwing shade at Burger King. Well, this Burger King is trash anyway. Legit, like... I'll tell you now, don't eat the chicken sandwich at Burger King. You shouldn't eat Burger King at all. You shouldn't. Uh, you shouldn't. Don't eat the chicken at Burger King because it's like legit. Like all of us almost got sick from it because it kind of kind of stinks. So in the, in the Burger King world, uh, your friend was Antonio Brown mm. walking off the walking off. Yeah, basically um, he walked off because like she wouldn't listen to him, like him. He was like, dude, I'm being overworked. I'm only 17. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like you don't understand. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, she like made him look like he was a bad kid. Like he wasn't a bad kid. If you like just listen to him, he's not that bad. He just needed somebody to listen to him and like understand like, dude, he's a little bit young and like he, 
he's trying to support himself and his family. I have a little bit less sympathy for somebody who's making millions of dollars walking off the field. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that he should have played if he felt yeah. like he was injured, but stay on the sidelines with your team and finish out the game. Well, th- there must be a reasoning why he did it. Uh, maybe we that, don't know it. Because that could come out later. Mm-hmm. But like to me, I have a hard time anytime somebody's making that much money mm-hmm. uh, and not at least uh, staying for the end, staying till the end of it. So mm-hmm. it says, uh, following Sunday's wins over the Jet, uh, Arian, Arian said that Brown was off the team. He is no longer a buck. Orion said all right Mm -hmm. that's the end of the story let's talk about the guys who went out there and won the game Mm -hmm. Brown was appearing in the second game since being suspended December 2nd for three games Mm -hmm. for violating the league's COVID-19 protocols so he'd already missed three games Mm -hmm. because of the incident with the vax card so that is uh I don't know like it's just I I feel bad for the guy because like one of the things that I have a hard time when we do this is Mm -hmm. like when specific instance like this is it's interesting but I hate making videos on it sometimes because you feel like you're shining a light where mm-hmm. maybe that it doesn't need to but like you said if you're making millions of dollars you're mm-hmm. a pro athlete you expect to be part of the public discourse mm-hmm. so i have to kind of accept that you're allowed to talk about it because i yeah. feel like if the dude's struggling i understand that well like, okay if he's struggling think it as a brighter side he's shining a light on like dude like nobody really cares about our health so let me show you a way mm-hmm. His way is kind of unusual. I, I don't think his way is the right way. Yeah, uh, it's personally. not the right way. It's unusual. But yeah. maybe he's trying to make a statement saying like that. But like, it's just an unusual way. It comes off more self-centered to me than that. Kinda. Like, I'm I'm not trying to be rude either. Like, I'm wait, what's his trained, position? Uh, I uh, he was a, ri- a wide receiver, I believe. Oh, um, never mind. Then he, I thought it would be like he's a quarterback. And no, he's not he's a quarterback. They, they said he caught three passes <laughs> for 26 yards. Yeah. I, I'm totally guessing on wide receivers. So. Yeah. Uh, it says, what did Tom Brady have to say about Antonio Brown? Brady had advocated for Brown in the past, and he asked for compassion in the aftermath of Sunday's incident. It's obviously a difficult situation. I think we all want him, that we all want him to, I think everybody should find Hopefully, do that. Do what they can to help him in ways that he really needs it. Brady said, mm-hmm. "That's a that's an actual quote. I, I apologize if it comes off weird. No, uh, it just sounds like you had like CT for yes. a bit. Yes. Uh, well, you know, it's hard to when you're reading transcript, you're not getting the inflection mm-hmm. that he used. There. It says, "We all love him and care about him deeply. We want him to see him at his best. Unfortunately, it won't be on our team. We have a lot of friendships that will last. I think everybody should be very compassionate and empathetic towards somebody." to some very difficult things that are happening. So that's exactly what I mean. Like I'm commenting on it and I think mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily agree with the, the, the showman, you know, the look at me aspect of kind of going off the field and making mm-hmm. it about you. But I do believe that compassion is important in a situation like this. So, cause yeah. you don't know what's going on. So again, we don't know what's going on because we don't, yep. we're not around like football news a yep. lot. This is like our first, Sports news, right? Says, no, no. We've had some other stuff that's mm-hmm. at least tangentially connected. It says, okay. a, a costly decision. So it said he was uh, about to come into some performance bonuses to his $3.1 million salary. Uh, Brown was eight catches and 55 receiving, receiving yards away. Uh, okay, no. So it says Brown was close to adding some performance bonuses to his $3.1 million salary. According to SportTrack, Brown was eight catches, 55 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown away from three separate 333000 $333 bonuses. Mm-hmm. So each one of those would have netted him another $333,333. Damn. <laughs> so he's... He gave up a lot of money, not completely... Like, that's crazy. Do you realize in our whole lifetime, we won't see money nope, like that? we won't. Um, Sorry, uh, we're broke. Uh, well, you know, broke, broke. Uh, well, I'm broke, broke. I'm broke. I still... 
I still need to build my couch that's still in the Amazon boxes. We work too hard. You're always at work. Yeah, basically. You our got work, work to do when we're done with this. Yeah, we got to work on background. So mm-hmm. you guys mm-hmm. might see a different thing. Yeah, and I'm you won't call us like weirdos that are in Tim's studio. <laughs> It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, well, his talent is undeniable. Brown has a long history of personal conduct issues and bizarre behavior. After Brown's successful tenure with the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Buccaneers were the third team to take a chance on the receiver whose career at one time appeared on a path for Pro Football Hall of Fame. In 2019, after expressing desire to leave the Steelers, the team traded Brown to the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Brown never played a down for the Raiders, but his brief tenure with the team was filled with drama. Uh, Brown was sidelined during training camp after burning his feet in a cryotherapy in a cryotherapy cryotherapy in a cryotherapy. <laughs> it's wait, a Bitcoin therapy session. Wait, how would it be like that crypto it's, therapy? I have no would idea. Would they just throw cryotherapy? Like, damn it! <laughs> well, they just throw like digital like digital phrases into yes. your. That's exactly what happens. In the meantime, there was a grievance over which style of helmet Brown was allowed to wear. After unleashing a tirade at general manager Mike Mayock, the Raiders released Brown. So he's he's got a history of making things difficult on Mm -hmm. his teams. Uh, We'll see what happens. That was just a, this will be interesting to see where he goes from here. If he Mm -hmm. keeps playing, there was another article I read that he had, he released like a, like a song on new year's or something like that. And he's got like a record label. So maybe we find, maybe our next story about him is as a musician. Ah. That'd be interesting. It would, but ah. no, you never know. So, uh, Miracle, that was actually, that was pretty fun. Like, yeah, that it was, was uh, fun. Uh, it's, uh, days like this, uh, I'll admit, there are days where it's like uh, all the stories, I find them at once, and I'm like, I can't freaking wait to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Today was one of those days where it's like, I know that the Spider-Man stuff isn't necessarily always your forte. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting, but I know that it's not really always your thing. The me? M story was interesting mm-hmm. to me, but uh, we always end up making it work, and we have fun when we, when mm-hmm. we have our stuff to talk about. Yeah, we just... We have a weird dynamic when it comes to like working on articles like these because like even though I may not seem like I'm interested in but like we'll find like references to talk about it. There's a a lot of stuff that we just can't cover or Mm -hmm. don't get to cover because of uh, it doesn't really (coughs) fall into the purview of what we're doing here. Yeah. But you know we we make it through and it's always fun and I get to spend time with you and we get to we get to have fun at work. Yep exactly. Mm -hmm. This is like this is the only time we actually have like stress relief. (laughs) Yeah. Other than you having anxiety when to start and yep. when to end. Yep. Uh, the hardest part is always like, can we just go do this now because I want to get going and get to work. Yeah. Also, we do have to work right after this yep. on something else. Yeah, we got other stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we going to... This week, I think the 355 comes out this weekend or next weekend. So we're going to... I think that'll be the first thing we um, see. Do you want to ask Chris if he wants to come along? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can go, mm-hmm. go do that this weekend. So Which movie theater are we doing? Uh, it better be at the warehouse. I'm not going. I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm reti- I am no longer. I am officially too high maintenance to ever go to just uh, the regular theater again. Has to have the reclining seats uh, or bust. Dude, I'm still mad that the reclining seats don't have long lasting heaters. I want long lasting heaters. I'm cold. That is the definition of like first world problems. I'm sorry, but if the heater doesn't last more than the movie, it's gonna start on fire. You're gonna burn the theater down. I want to feel heat because I'm cold. I'm cold, bud. I'm wearing Uggs right now. That was brave of you to admit that. <laughs> Sorry. That was very brave. Why is it brave? Uh, because not many people would admit to such a horrible fashion choice. Uggs are cute. Mine has little bozies. No, nothing with the name bozies is cute. I apologize. But no, like I'm legit cold and I'm upset today. You're I blame... 
I blame you, weather forecasters. Oh, yeah. It We're is supposed the, to have snow. It is the... Um, so, Miracle is a California girl. Uh, mm-hmm. meaning that she has absolutely no concept of what it actually means to be in like a snowstorm. No, I have. Yeah, but not really. Uh, I, however, am from Minnesota, which mm-hmm. means that any amount of snow here I just scoff at and laugh. Okay. Uh, and I'm like, huh, snow, this is snow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but you know, do you want to hear like my first experience with snow? Go, go for it. So I think I was like, in junior high my parents were driving and we were like nearby um big bear and they saw like a small that, like, pav- a ski resort yeah okay keep going um they saw a small patch of snow and like um my parents pulled over because like my mom really wanted me to, like to see snow and she was like look it's snow and i'm like oh cool cool and then when i first came to maryland i experienced my first like snowfall oh so when when did you get here so um, end of last winter or something yeah but that's when i started having residency okay. but when i visited here i was like 13 oh mm-hmm. okay okay so you've seen snow before yes i keep on telling uh, you that uh, and i mean it's not real snow <laughs> um but Jeez, i told that was loud sorry and i told andy too because andy picked me up today and he's like oh yeah you never like experienced snow and i was like yes i have why does everybody assume i haven't experienced snow you and you and uh and our coworker nick are both like snow virgins i played in snow before i had snow fall on my eyes and it felt like razor blades <laughs> perfect you had glasses how did they even get in your eyes i don't know like because like the the snow like was falling and it was falling at an angle so it went where like my glasses aren't protecting it uh-oh yeah because like my sisters they wanted to play on this hill it's like nearby a fire station and they let everybody play on there when there's like snow so my sister we'll have to go sledding at some point this year mm-hmm. that'll be fun that's i love sledding i like i almost had a concussion from one of course you have because like my sister she wanted me to ride with her so i was like holding her and like there was a kid that was in the way so i tried to like steer real quick but then it flipped the whole thing when was this uh this was like last year ah, so mm-hmm. well we should go record miracles first uh new first sledding uh accident of the year at some point <laughs> Yeah, and then what happened was we were still on the ground, and then this kid ran me over with his sled. I would, I would pay money to see you get run over by a sled, buddy, buddy. Why? I I mean I can't help it. Yeah, but uh, um, basically I was helping my sisters and brother, um, also like their family friends, like they have little kids, so I was like taking care of like the youngest son who was like three. Like, um, at first he didn't want me, like, to help him, but then when, like, I was, like, pulling him and pushing him down the hill, he was, like, excited. It would be cool to get everybody to go play, uh, outdoor hockey. I bet you there's outdoor hockey rinks around here. There is. Um, I can ask Charlie. He played hockey. That would be cool to get, like, the, everyone at work to Mm -hmm. go and and play hockey one day. I, I don't know how to play hockey. And Charlie knows where it is. He plays hockey. You take the stick. Mm -hmm. Ready? You take the stick. Yeah. And then you get the puck. Yeah, and, and you hit you sh- it. And you shoot it into the other team's net. That's how you play hockey. But, like, how many points is that? <laughs> it's every goal yeah. is one point. Oh, that's simple. Yes. That's simple. Okay, because tennis ha- does this stupid thing. So do you know how, how the point system in tennis works? Nope. Okay, so tennis. What was that line from uh, from Cobra <clears throat> Kai? Do I look like a pea standing up? <laughs> 
Well, tennis is a male sport. Too. I'm kidding. It's a joke. Okay. Jesus Christ. Well, tennis, like you don't say zero, you say love. Mm-hmm. I knew that, but I knew <coughs> that. Uh, I, yeah. I, I I have enough uh, reference knowledge of tennis, and I've seen enough of John McEnroe mm-hmm. and Martina Navratilova to like that deep cut yeah i, I love 80s i mm-hmm. love the, uh bjorn borg another tennis player mm-hmm. how good am i right now i'm just listing off obscure mm-hmm. tennis players yeah so okay so love so it goes love so zero 15 30 and then 40 and then whoever wins the last point and they don't explain why the scoring is like that and all of them uh get beat by serena williams well serena williams she oh, i'm sorry Venus venus the Serena's the good one, or yeah, the, the better one. The better one. Okay. But Serena, basically what happened was she had a meltdown because, like, um, basically the line guard said, oh, like... Oh, I saw that. Mm-hmm. That was that transcended uh, tennis. Uh, yeah. That was, like, uh, Dan Fan, the YouTuber, had, like, mm-hmm. a video on that that got, like, a gazillion views. But it was so funny because the player that played her, Naomi, is it Naomi? I forgot. I don't know. I, I forgot. I just her know name. that she had. A, I just know that Venus or that Serena had a meltdown. Yeah. So she had a meltdown, and she was versing like a newcomer, Naomi, who is half black, half Japanese, and she gave up her American residency to be a Japanese re- uh, representative for the Olympics. Yeah. I I, I remember that part yeah. of that story. But it was so funny. Like basically, they interviewed her. Like um, she didn't know how to feel because basically they disqualified Serena Williams yeah. from the meltdown, and she was like thanks serena <laughs> and like how they depict her because she has like blonde like she has bleached hair and like how they drew her in a uh a satire cartoon they drew her as a blonde white woman and i'm like are you are you what and it's like serena like having a meltdown that was like two years ago now wasn't it yeah but it's i i like it and it was relevant to our conversation because and i was like that movie came out the mm-hmm. king richard movie came out yeah. this year uh, that did really well mm-hmm. and it looks like it's going to get all the Oscars. Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> I'm searching why uh, tennis scores are weird. Why are tennis scores weird? We are off topic. You know what? We're going to, I think we're going to call it a day. Okay. Was, okay, I found it. I found it. I found it. So tennis scores were shown in the Middle Ages on two clocks facing, which went from zero to 60. And each score, the player move around the quarter from 0, 15, 30, 45, and the win is 60. Oh. However, um, the 45 was basically changed to 40. I was going to say, wasn't it 40, not 45? I, was, I thought I was losing mm-hmm. my mind there. Yeah, they dropped it. So, like, basically it's easier. That makes sense now because, like, um, tennis was used to play by aristocrats. There you go. Makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. Uh, I just had a great... I had a great point to make and I completely forgot. <laughs> oh, have you seen the weirdos who play Quidditch in real life? Oh, God. My, I apologize oh my God. for calling you weirdos, <coughs> but it's kind of weird. Oh, to my me. God. My college actually had a Quidditch team. They had a Quidditch team and like they had posters that ask like, hey, join our Quidditch team. Be your inner Harry Potter fan. And I was like, who the, who's playing this? And like they were showing people how to play it. Like we had a fair, like usually college campuses same thing with like high school campuses like they have a uh, club fair day and like one of them was like the quidditch team and like they had like the broomsticks in the actual quidditch the only only, uh, club fair day i remember is from the movie pitch perfect join the join join the bellas join the bellas 
Why do I know this? I don't know, but I do. Did you watch all three movies? I've only seen, no. What it was is I, when I worked uh, uh, for an apartment complex, when I used to manage the apartment complex, mm-hmm. my uh, my boss would always have on like movies in the background. And that, yeah. was, that was on every day, literally every day. Oh, dang. Yeah. Well, it's not a bad movie. Uh, I don't think I'm allowed to like that movie. Oh, are you sure? Yeah, I don't think so. Well, it's already over its time. Yes, it So is. you can say you like it. I'm okay. It's all right. <laughs> Okay. I don't want to like it. Do you want to end this? I want to watch The Fast and the Furious. I don't want to watch Pitch Perfect. If I had to choose, because <laughs> that's how they describe The Fast and the Furious. It's like the movies that you don't love, but you don't hate enough to turn off when they're on cable. Yee. So that was uh, that was fun. I, mm. I do think that the people who play Quidditch are just a little bit weird, but that's okay. That's mm-hmm. all right. That's that's your thing. It's yeah. good. Um, Miracle Sam, why don't you tell everyone your social media? I don't have any because it rots your brain. I like how like you like literally wore your jacket the whole time until like two minutes before we finish. <laughs> because um, I need to go somewhere real quick. Okay. Well, then we will finish up. Guys, this has been episode 25 of Pop Culture Crisis. I can't mm-hmm. believe we're just 25 already. We're 25. 20, tw- we are 25. That's when your human brain develops fully. Uh, I think 26. No, it said 25. Well, I think it's 26. 25. 26. 25. 26. People correct us it's 25 you're probably right yeah i'm sure you're right uh guys thank you for checking out this episode there's new episodes monday through friday you can find the clips on youtube.com and in in the in all the clips there in the description there is a link to the spotify playlist for the podcast and you can find the full length show on spotify on amazon music on apple podcasts and also on pandora yee you can follow us on social media where we post clips from the show. The clips are shown on twitter.com slash pop culture. Oh. What? Twitter.com <laughs> slash pop culture underscore show. I got mm-hmm. that one wrong today. Uh, and then it's also on Facebook mm-hmm. and on TikTok. Please go follow the TikTok for our friend Dane. He wants mm-hmm. you to go do that. That is at pop culture crisis. Follow us on all the socials mm-hmm. and we will be back with another episode tomorrow. Have a good episode. Have yeah. a good, have a good day guys. <laughs> Have a good day, guys. Say goodbye, Miracle. Bye. Bye, guys.